just a quick episode this week. I'm not in town to record this one as it should go out this week, so this episode was previously recorded before a live studio audience. Last week was in search of the faith of Ben Franklin and the intent of our founding fathers. This week, we offer up a super easy question with an even easier answer that will absolutely make lots of people really unhappy, all because we answered the question. Is the 4th of July a religious holiday? Welcome to the Sky Pilot Podcast that explores questions of faith, spirituality, and religion. I'm Dan Matthews, and I don't have all the answers, but I do enjoy the questions. Welcome to the podcast where every question is an invitation into a spiritual quest, and you're invited along for the journey. If you listen to this podcast, this episode on the week of the 4th of July, just know that I'm in Washington, D.C., celebrating the birth of our nation. I've been asked to speak and will therefore be offering a speech from the podium in front of the Lincoln Memorial. There are those who have predicted that there will be millions of people in attendance to hear me speak. I didn't say there will be millions, but I hear lots of other people have said it. Okay, minor clarification. Evidently, I have been asked not to speak, but lots of people, I mean lots of people, don't ask me to name them, are saying there would have been millions of people attending if I spoke. So here's the question. Is the 4th of July a religious holiday? No, it's not. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. Oh, for Pete's sake, evidently the Geneva Convention of Podcasting or the North American Podcast Trade Agreement or something like that has said that the length of a podcast must at least be longer than the silly intro. I mean, if the intro is silly, that is. Okay, so since we have a little more time, let's talk about the 4th of July. Let's go to one of the signers of the Declaration of Independence who weighed in on this very subject. In this case, we're talking about none other than John Adams who, by the way, was not only a signer of the Declaration of Independence, but who was so patriotic that he made sure that the last breath he ever took in his entire life was on the 4th of July, 50 years to the day after the Declaration of Independence was signed. I mean, that's something, isn't it? And evidently, not to be outdone, Thomas Jefferson did exactly the same thing on the same day. These guys were amazing. Anyway, how did he, John Adams, believe this holiday should be celebrated? Well, he wrote to his wife, Abigail, after independence had been declared. And this is what he said. I am apt to believe that it will be celebrated by succeeding generations as the great anniversary festival. It ought to be commemorated as the day of deliverance by solemn acts of devotion to God Almighty. It ought to be solemnized with pomp and parade. Shows, games, sports, guns, bells, bonfires, and illuminations from one end of this continent to the other, from this time forward and forevermore. Well, that says it then, doesn't it? It does say solemn acts of devotion to God, and that means it is a religious holiday. Well, looky there. I'm sorry. You are quite right, and I am wrong. John Adams did indeed declare that there should be henceforth and forevermore, a sacred component to celebrating the 2nd of July. No, 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 not the 2nd, the 4th. Oh, I'm sorry. The passage I read was John Adams writing to his dear wife, Abigail, about the 2nd day of July, July 2nd. 
the day the Continental Congress declared independence. July 4th was the day the Declaration of Independence got signed. Actually, got signed by two people on that day. It wasn't later till everyone else came back and signed it again. Independence was officially declared on July 2nd, and John Adams was sure, absolutely sure, that that would go down in history as the date honored as the birth of our nation. But aside from that, isn't it reasonable to assume that since he suggested observance through, among other things, acts of devotion to God, that kind of makes it an official religious holiday? First, I think there's a difference between a religious holiday and a holiday upon which there will be religious observance. Let me give an example. My wife, Sarah, turned 60 this year in August, and on her birthday, there will definitely be a time of religious observance in which we give thanks through prayer for the blessing that is Sarah. That still does not make Sarah's birthday a religious holiday. Don't tell her. She has very high expectations. Many days are worth taking a moment to add an element of religious prayer and observance But a religious holiday is one that is intrinsic to the faith that is being used to observe it. Look, let's take a couple of examples, like Eid al-Adha for Islam, Yom Kippur for Judaism, Easter for Christianity. All are truly religious holidays. They are all the holiest days within the faiths that celebrate them. Hence, true religious holidays. And as the origin of the word holiday suggests, they are holidays, holy days. But local festivals like the 4th of July in various countries around the world may be celebrated using religion but are not to be religious holidays. But but why shouldn't they be? Okay, up until now, I've really stayed within the realm of semantics, talking about words, but there is something, there is something far more important here. Acknowledging that there is dangerous ground to be avoided. When we take a national holiday and we elevate it to the status of a religious holiday, we are flirting with something that's, well, it's not good. Matter of fact, it's outright dangerous. I don't mean dangerous as in, oh, it's a dangerous idea. I literally mean dangerous as in innocent people may die kind of dangerous. Let's break this down. Religion comes in many forms, and I will admit not all of them are good, but religion at its best is a group of people coming together to celebrate their shared beliefs, their shared beliefs in something that is larger than themselves, and then second, trying to discern what that something that is larger than them, namely God, what God wants them to do. So religion is, at its best, about community, discerning God's will, and then making the world a better place. But when we take the elements of nation and we add them to our faith, it becomes something else entirely. Now, generally, nation is a neutral term, neutral in terms of the fact that it can be good, it can be bad. Religion, in the best of circumstances, is good, but has certainly been known to be bad. And I would argue that there is no religion of which I am aware that hasn't been worshipped in some pretty destructive ways at some point. But does that make religion bad? Well, no. It just proves that people, at their worst, can twist anything. Remember, medicine as a profession should be intrinsically good, but look at the ways it has been perverted with some horrible and unethical experiments on unsuspecting and sometimes unwilling subjects. Doesn't that make medicine bad? No, it doesn't. It just makes the people who pervert it bad. 
Look, I would put it this way. Bleach is a wonderfully useful tool around the home. Ammonia is another wonderfully useful tool around the home. But one should never, never, never combine the two because as powerful and as useful as the two can be on their own, if you combine them, they create a toxic gas that can kill you and others. So when we combine nation and religion, we create a nationalistic religion, which is never, never about discerning God's will for the nation. Nationalistic religion is always about claiming God's authority to authorize, endorse, and support whatever the leaders of the nation want to do. And that is not good. It is never good. So when the 4th of July rolls around, do I celebrate? You bet I do. The process called democracy is messy and sometimes a downright ugly process. But as far as I'm concerned, it beats the hell out of all the other alternatives. So I give thanks to God for its creation. I ask God for forgiveness for its failings. I seek guidance for our leaders and that they will and we will strive to honor every person and their dignity in the future of this land, which I love. But, but I don't want to ever confuse or combine faith and nationalism because I think that never leads to anything good and is always dangerous. And quite simply, as a Christian, is not something that Jesus would have supported in any way, shape, or form. That's all for today. Now, according to me, religion is good. Loving your nation is good. Trying to combine your faith with nationalism is a recipe for total disaster. If you don't agree or if you have additional thoughts, if this subject has sparked an idea for a future podcast episode, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. My email address is dan at skypilot.zone. And on your spiritual journey, may you ask questions, seek answers, and boldly go wherever the quest takes you. Thanks for listening to Sky Pilot Faith Quest. I invite you to send me a question or leave a review. And remember, the sign of a strong faith, solid religion, or healthy spiritual journey is not certainty, but that you keep asking questions.